Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me here on uh, the uh, Big Match Preview is Mr. Tom Wallen. How are you doing, Tom? Very well. Yeah. yeah. Have, you had a, have you had a good week so far? Yeah. Yeah, big news. I'm signing. This new new left back. Yeah, every, everyone so signs. Everyone signing news, at the moment. Yeah. Good news to the club. I've always said that. We, we did sign too many players at this club. Mm. Uh, joining the pair of us is uh, Nathan Miller. How are you doing, Nath? Good, yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah? Yeah, purring. Purring, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> signs the club cat. Mm. And no point this evening um, was I planning on listening to you trying to purr, Nathan. Purr. Uh, so we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll We'll breeze past that bit right on tonight's show. Uh, we are actually going to hear from uh, Ben the Cat Purrington on uh, uh, our new left Is back. Is it Purrington or Purrington? I'll actually, I might have got well, it's it It's got to be Purrington, that's isn't it? Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what I'm going for. Uh, we're going to hear from him. We're also going to hear from our new goalkeeper, Chris Maxwell, who signed uh, from Preston. Um, later on in the show, we're going to talk about the takeover again, relegated to the third, because I think, despite all the excitement of last week, it's not happening really, is it? Shock. Uh, we're also going to hear from uh, another new signing, can't get enough of him, Johnny Williams, of course, uh, signed the, the week before last and uh, made his debut against Sunderland last week, we'll hear from him. And then we will start to gear up for Saturday's trip up to Shropshire to take on Shrewsbury Town. Um, we're going to hear from Lewis Cox from the Shropshire Star, and then of course Lee Bay is going to update us on the injury situation at the club which is always a, a big talking point. So um, just before we hear from him, Ben Purrington coming at left-back. I mean, we've needed a left-back in the mm. entire season. We've, we needed at least a backup to Lewis Page. And ever since Lewis Page has been injured since September, we've needed a left-back. So uh, glad we finally got one over the line, Tom. Yeah, and despite putting my name forward back in August, they never actually did pick up the phone. But um, yeah, you're right. I, I think Solly's done fine there. Um, Naby, we've seen, can play there as well. But it's always been a someone having to play out of position. And uh, Boya said it in the summer and you've just, just echoed it there. We needed someone since August and we didn't find anybody. Um, and then with Paige's injury, I mean, how we've got through to where we have and still be where we are is, is testament to all those other players. But we've needed someone who specialises in that position. Um, so I, I don't know a huge amount about him as a player, um, but it's important that we've got someone in even if it just keeps us ticking over until Pagey's back, I think it's it's a good bit of business. And again, just to be able to get another signing in, given who's in charge and given the resources we've been given previously, it's just encouraging that we're able to make those, even though it is only a loan. And, and just a chance to, to actually balance up the defence again, because we've known, you know, with Solly playing on the wrong side, I think that does hamper his efforts going forward. Um, we've even seen it when the centre-halves play on the wrong side. When, when you're not playing where you should be, it can just cause a little bit of confusion. So to, to have someone who's played every game so far in League One, apparently, according to Steve Gallen, the head scout, um, you know, someone who's going to be consistent there at left-back for us, I mean, it, it should just help settle down a defence. The defence hasn't exactly been struggling over over the last few weeks. Had a couple of bad games. But, you know, a, a defence, uh, it's always you always want to be able to rely on your back four. Yeah, I think so. And um, this, you know, don't get me wrong, Souls has been... 
brilliant as he always is and solid um, at left back. But I think when the ball gets played out to Souls, naturally he's always going to come inside. And I think sometimes it hampers our tempo a little bit. Um, you're never really going to see, you know, Souls bomb down the left, let alone the right, but bomb down overlap and whip across him with his left foot. You know, no fault to his own. But like you say, it offers a bit of balance. But also, um, I think if we didn't get a left back in, it, you know, it might have been forced upon us to play Lewis a bit more he- ahead of schedule than we probably wanted to. So we've, we've probably given him a little bit more breathing space. Well, he, was, he, was rushing pl- back. he was playing with a bit of a knock, wasn't he, yeah. when he actually finally got yeah. injured? I think yeah. I think Bay was desperate to try and get him through like a week and then we were going to have an international break after, it's not long after the Scunthorpe game, mm. if I remember rightly, and, and, and to give him a break. So obviously that's what's happened before. And and, and since then we had we had, had to chop and change. You know, Toby Stevenson's an 18-year-old lad and we've given him his chance. He's been okay. He hasn't been awful, but you can't be throwing in a kid that young into no. such a high-pressure situation over and over again. Um, and like I say, with Solly playing out there, Nabi Saar playing out there, there's just square square pegs and round holes situation there. And that's that's the last thing you need when you're a team who, who are going for promotion. Yeah, and I think, and that's why I'm, I'm encouraged to see it um, because previously under this owner that's what we've had to resort to it's had to have been you know you go all the way back to Carlin being thrown in at the start we've, we've continued to do that with all sorts of players um, you could argue even Addy and, and Joe Gomez who obviously went on to bigger and better things now they were slightly more ready just in their kind of natural quality um, but even this year we've had to do it you know Albie and, and George Lapsley were playing a fair amount at the start of the season and we've been able to slightly rotate them now which is positive but then Morgan's played two or three games in a row and looks like he'll be continuing. Now, again, he's been brilliant, but we shouldn't let that mask the fact that he's still very young and needs to be managed carefully. So, uh, Toby, I think, you know, he's had a, a mixed bag in terms of games. Um, but either way, he he just needs to be blooded slowly. Um, so that's why it's good. I expect he'll probably come straight in, whether it's Saturday or not, I'm not sure, but certainly from next week. And then you'd expect he'll be kind of our first choice left back until Paige's back. And... I think like you've both said, it's his natural position. It takes the heat off some of the other players. It gives us a chance to utilise the likes of Solly, perhaps Jick Steele in the middle, as we were just talking about off air. So it just gives us a few more options, and that's encouraging. Right, so Ben Perrington, of course, has joined us uh, from Rotherham for the rest of the season. Spent the first half of the season on loan at AFC Wimbledon, played against us here at the Valley um, uh, earlier on in in the year when we beat them 2-0. So um, we'll hear from Steve Gallen as well, the head scout, in a moment. Uh, but first of all, the fullback himself uh, says that he's over the moon uh, that he's got his move over the line. I'm delighted to get it done. Um, obviously, was at Wimbledon start of the season. Um, rather than record it and I've come here, so um, I'm delighted to get it done now. Um, hopefully, helping the promotion campaign and hopefully uh, helping push on now. Had a chance to uh, chat to Lee Bowyer this morning. What's he said to you about um, what he expects of you and, and, and the challenge that faces you for these next few months? Yeah, just to be myself, um, try and contribute as much as I can to obviously what you've already built this season um, buy into everything and hopefully hopefully it pays off and hopefully it's a good good few months for me obviously you've been at AFC Wimbledon um, a different challenge uh, obviously they're trying to stay in the league so how, how how does that differ for you to change mentality to coming in the, the top half of well the top echelons if you like of the uh, of the league yeah well, I think I think it'll be a different style of football obviously down there you're fighting um, if you're fighting for relegation trying to scrap point after point um, but here I've played against Charlton quite a few times they play good football um, some really good players um, and hopefully yeah it'll be really enjoyable to play you played against us at the Valley in that game not that long ago uh, before Christmas uh, what did you make of it walking out of the Valley and the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff is that something you're looking forward to having behind you this time yeah it was really good um, 
like I said before, I've played her a few times, and every time I've played her, it's been it's been a good atmosphere and it's a it's a great pitch, great stadium. Um, so yeah, yeah, hopefully it would be really good to get that behind me. Obviously, being on that side of the side of the pitch, um, having supporters behind me instead of playing against them. And obviously, you're kitted out. You're ready to, to join in with training uh, in a bit. You're looking forward to meeting your new teammates, settling in, and just getting out there and getting on the grass. Yeah, I've met a couple of them already in there. Um, don't know any of the players here, um, but yeah, obviously. It all happens quick. Move happens obviously within 24 hours, so it's one of those where you've just got to try and settle in as quick as I can. Hopefully, train today and hopefully be in the squad and stuff and moving forward. Consistent, and so like I've watched him quite a few times, uh, and so have our scouts. Uh, he plays every game, so he's played every game in this division this season. He's got a, a nice left foot. He's a big lad, so he'll help us like physically, you know, set pieces and again in in both boxes. But he's got a nice left foot. He gets forward. I wouldn't quite class him as like a, like a flying winger up and down. He's more of a defensive type player. But uh, I think what Lee in particular liked about him was like his ball retention. He keeps the ball very, very well. And he's a good, good, steady, consistent performer. So there we go. That's uh, Steve Gallen, the head, the, the head scout speaking, uh, as well as Ben Purrington on uh, the, the uh, latter's arrival at the Valley on loan from, uh, from Rotherham. Um, interesting, we, we did actually go in for J.D. Silver as well, I heard uh, the other day, uh, but we're, we're, not, we're not unable to, uh, to, to get the deal all over the line. But, um, you know, obviously you look, you look around for a few different ones and uh, by the sounds of it, Purrington is one that we, we like the look of as well and, and one that hopefully will do a job for us. Now, of course, uh, not the only signing that arrived at the Valley this week. I mean, not entirely unexpected because Jed Steer obviously had to go back on loan or Endy's loan, sorry, to, to, with Aston Villa. So he's he's gone back to Villa Park and Chris Maxwell has come from Preston. Now, we, we spoke about him briefly on Sunday show, Tom. Um, but he's, he's here now and interesting to see where that leaves Dylan Phillips. Yeah, um, and again, we were just speaking off air, and we think probably that's going to be that's going to be it for Dills. Um, uh, look, we had to get somebody in again, uh, so I, I'm not going to criticise that. And, and if he is our, our first team keeper for the rest of the season, then of course I'll back him, as I'm sure the majority of the fans will as well. Um, if he does come in uh, and Dills is is sent back to the bench, uh, I said on Sunday, I think that the trust that he has in us as a club is probably slim, maybe even hanging by a thread already. Um, and if Bowyer's made the decision that, you know, whatever he thinks of him as a keeper, he just can't trust him, then fair enough. You have to accept that. He is the manager. He makes the calls. I, I'd be gutted if that was the case. Um, he, he seems like a decent bloke. He, he's he's not a bad keeper at all. And I think he, he would have had a great future here. But I think probably the the signing of Maxwell, who who is an experienced keeper, who will offer us a lot. Um, and it's a good bit of business to get him in. I think probably spells the end for Phillips, which is which is a shame. Um, you know, we're a club that really looks after our players, um, uh, and it just hasn't really. If it goes the way we think, it hasn't really worked out for him, which is which is unfortunate. I mean, if if Dill still starts, for example, on on Saturday, I mean, the performances he's put in since he's since Jed's left the last two home games, he hasn't really put a foot wrong, if I can remember rightly. So there's no there's no reason why he'd be dropped straight away unless Bowyer just fancies this keeper to come in. So, I mean, if he can put in performances between now and whenever that, that keeps him in his place, that 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 will be the best way for him to, to end up staying at this club if he's given that and, and if this lone goalkeeper just pushes him. But, I mean, it's, it's a big if, isn't it? Because we saw that with Jed Steer. He came in after a few weeks and then deals couldn't shift him out of that number one spot. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um... Uh, in, in respect to uh, Chris Maxwell, he's not going to come all the way down to London and sit on a bench at Cholton when he was doing that at Preston. So, 
Um, Do we have nicer bench by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. It might be a bit warmer, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Saturday, I don't think he'll put. I don't think he'll start. He'll probably stick with Dills. But give it to if you give it to the end of this month, I'm ninety nine percent. I think that Maxwell will be starting. Not that I agree with it, but it is what it is. And mm. um, yeah, if it, it's unfortunate. Like Tom said, we did need another goalie. For me, I would have probably went down the route. I don't know. Listen, I don't know if there was any free agents out there, but I would have rather have got someone a bit a bit older just to push deals. You could still play, but not be seen as someone because we're going to be. I assume we're paying his wages that Maxwell. So again, why would you pay wages? For someone just to be a number two, it's pointless. Um, feel sorry for Dills, but hopefully he has a good game on Saturday and he has Weldies and then he can't drop him. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. But anyway, uh, it is good that Chris Maxwell is here because we do, we, you can't just have one goalkeeper. Um, so it's good that he's here and um, the, the stopper himself can't wait to get started here at the Valley. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's, it's good to finally get it done. And um, yeah, it's a brilliant feeling. Really excited to be here and looking forward to getting cracking. Uh, I think you just told me this is the first time you've you've been to the Valley, you're getting a good look of it. What was your first feeling stepping out here? Brilliant. Really, really impressed. It's uh, been nothing but a warm welcome from everybody and it's a great feeling to be here. And uh, I look forward to hopefully a really successful end of the year. You've got plenty of experience in the Football League. You helped Fleetwood get out of League Two via the playoffs. How important will that experience be to, to the challenge that we have under Lee Bowie this year, trying to get out of League One? Yeah, I hope it's going to be vital. Um, when I found out that Charlton were interested in me, it was it was a no-brainer for me. I want to be a part of something successful. And looking at the group that's here, the manager and the club and how ambitious they are, the infrastructure, it's its a recipe for success and it's a recipe for success that I want to be a part of. You mentioned all those things. I mean, we hear that there might have been some interest from other clubs, potentially even in the championship. So were all those reasons what go towards why you wanted to drop down to League One and, and represent this club? I don't see it as a drop down in, in any way, shape or form. Um, Charlton Athletic, in my eyes, is a top championship club and if not a Premier League team it's been the club's been like that for for decades so yeah I want to be a part of it I want to help this club achieve what um, I believe where they should be and that's uh, back in the championship and I aim to help in any way I can I don't believe you've ever played against us um, certainly certainly not for Preston or, or Fleetwood before that um, but for those who haven't seen you play elsewhere, what do you bring to, to, to the side? What can you bring to Lee Bowie's men? Um, I like to think a bit of experience, like you said. I've, I've been around a while now and um, I try and, help, try and help the younger players as much as possible and hopefully clean sheets in the process. Uh, this club's about winning and the form that this club's shown in the first half of the season has been brilliant. And now I believe we're in a position where we can mount a really serious automatic promotion challenge. And um, that's my sole focus is to do that between now and the end of the season to make sure we get promoted. You are second January arrival uh, already, second in a week. Uh, Donny Williams being the other one, someone you know pretty well. You, you were telling me earlier, you're looking forward to catching up with him? Yeah, he's a great lad, fantastic lad. I'd, I'd say he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in football and um, a fantastic talent as well. Um, 
so to play alongside him again like I did with Wales is will be brilliant and he'll add so much to the team going forward and uh, a fantastic creative player that um, can change games on his own. It will help both of you both be new boys settling in that you can sort of bounce off each other a little bit as you look to integrate with the other lads? Yeah it's, it's I find it's easy to get on with anybody in a, in a dressing room uh, everybody's here for the same reason everybody's here to win everybody's here to be successful and um, a tight group and a a strong togetherness is what gets teams up and what makes teams successful. So, yeah, I aim to be fully involved and integrate as soon as possible. Chris Maxwell there, I mean, he clearly um, said, said looking to get fully involved and integrated as soon as possible. I mean, he, as you say, Nath, he ain't come here to sit on a bench, has he? And I, It's disappointing because I really wanted to see Dill's and his career flourish here, but if he doesn't get his chance over the... I mean, he made it quite clear when we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, if he doesn't get his chance in this remaining remaining four months or so of this season, he'll be, he'll be long gone. Yeah, of course. And um, I, I've, Bo's touching it last week, and Dills has improved as a goalie. Yes, mm. he probably doesn't have the distribution, and you know his kicking wasn't so spot on as um, as Jed, but you're only going to get better at that and get, get, getting games. and. Um, I mean, that that time when we didn't loan him out two years ago when Robinson kept talking about how we wanted to we, and we were messing around with that keeper who ended up at Millwall, the one from Milton Keynes, I forget his name. Dave Martin. Dave Martin. And um, ever since that didn't happen and we weren't able to send Dylan out on loan, then it was sort of over for him. And then it, also we couldn't do it this year because we didn't get enough keepers in. Well, obviously he was started as number one. So, yeah, disappointing. Uh, that it's not going to work out for him by the looks of it, but I really do hope it does. Uh, you know, but obviously you wish the new goalkeeper lots of luck, and he is an experienced stopper. And I saw a few Preston uh, supporters who were disappointed to see him coming down here. Uh, so hopefully he'll he'll be an asset to the squad. I mean, that, Lee Bayer obviously certainly thinks he will be. Uh, and Lee Bayer was asked actually what he thinks his new stopper uh, will be able to bring to his team. We had to replace Jed. Um, that's one of them things in football. Villa called him back. Step right. We had no control over that and we had to bring in a replacement. Chris became available to us. He's a very experienced goalie. He was Preston's number one most of this season up until the end of November or till November. So, um, but we, we we couldn't say no. To, to be offered someone like that with his experience in a situation we're in, we need all, all the help we can get. and. And that, that's no different, whether it's a goalie or a striker or a midfielder. We wanted to bring in the best players we can into the club. And uh, and, and Chris has definitely strengthened that squad. Will he be in the squad at Shrewsbury? Yep, yep. He'll travel on, uh, on Saturday. So um, he'll be in the squad, yeah. That's a lovely oh, ball to his award, I mean, to his left and into Carl and Grant towards the edge of the penalty area. It goes left, he's going to take the shot and he's got yes, it! Yes, come on! It was a glorious ball by Ward. Lovely hold up play by Taylor from the release ball by Steer. Held it up, found Ward, a fantastic defence splitting pass 
to his left to find Grant, took his man on, Gamble on the left foot, shot and in off the right hand post and Charlton have the lead. Another massively long uh, jingle there. Thanks, Love Pub. <laughs> we enjoyed that one as we always do. Uh, right, welcome back to Charlton Live, the big match preview. Now, uh, as always, it's takeover uh, update time. Uh, everyone got a bit excited last week when Jim White said that it was going to happen within the next six, uh, 15 seconds or so. Uh, didn't didn't quite end up that way, unfortunately. Um, in fact, it, it, judging by the takeover update from the fans, for we're nowhere nearer to anything than we ever have been, to be fair. Um there was some sort of phone call between the Australians and some Americans, but that that deal, that that coalition or whatever you want to call it, never seemed to have... Well, they haven't bought a club yet, have they? <laughs> Whatever's going on, who knows? But judging by the update last night, uh, the they said the consortium has become less complicated, which is always good news. Good news. Uh, Lavender Turk, Roland's mate over here in Roland at the moment, in uh, in England at the moment, also mentioned that apparently there's a, the, the second British group... Um, we're aware that they might miss out on the deal because of what Jim White was saying, and all of a sudden they're, they're trying to hurry up as well, so that's excellent news. Uh, there's a few other parties involved, but Lord knows what's going on with them, who they are, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much, I imagine by this time next week, we will still not have a new owner. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like it's being wrapped up, does it? And um, Last week on Thursday, and I think again on Sunday, we tried to kind of calm expectations and I'm sure most people did as well you know we've we've been here before and uh and it's not come through so and then it came to Monday and I I started to get like I thought it was going to happen and I got on the bandwagon and then got all pumped ready for it and then uh then it didn't go through and then you're back where you were and now I just think you read the takeover update today and you just think it's no nearer than it ever was. And you wonder what information Jim was fed. I mean, obviously he was told about that call, but how he interpreted that information compared to the reality of it seems very different. I don't really understand what this the Turk actually does because he just comes out and gives us the same information. I, I can't believe it takes that long for the same information to be there over and over and over again. So... As we said, when we were trying to kind of calm expectations, we're doing quite well on the pitch. So we've just got to kind of focus on that and hope that this rumbles on in the background. But mm. it's very, very slow. Because we we know it's it's still, in a way, it's holding us back. Although, Bay is, you know, in terms of money signings, for example, players, Bay is still getting about and doing what he can. And in fairness, he seems to be quite good at getting the, the right sort of players in for, for little money, which is, which is useful. Um, but it is getting a bit frustrating, Nathan. Yep. It's, uh, it's just uh, I'm not it's just, yeah, I don't really know what to say anymore it's just the same I think what's his name Leaven the Turk and, mm. or something I think he's Roland's robot it just says the same thing yeah. every single month you know that's no fault to anyone who's at the forum or you know the notes going on the website it is what it is but I, I'm getting to a stage where I'm not even looking out for it anymore I used to be on on the forum looking at it reading all the comments now I just can't be bothered you know, I just think it's going to happen one day. Well, you'd hope anyway. <laughs> I've yeah. been saying this for like two years or whatever it is. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's going it's to happen. But it's, yeah, it must be frustrating because everyone just wants it to happen like now. And I think the little snippets of information that I don't think what Jim's saying, Jim White was wrong. No. I'm not saying that he was wrong or he was falsely 
you know, given information. But when you give timelines on that, people hang up on that. Mm. Mm. And as soon as you give a week or whatever, people will take your word for it. So I'll give it time. It's definitely going to happen within the next million years. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Probably near the, near the end of that, unfortunately. Right, uh, Glove Pup says that you're welcome for his evidence. Uh, and he adds that I was one of those who did not get excited about the uh, the takeover. I've got the three word reviews coming up in a second, but Jack Bates also sent an email saying, Hi, Louis. Uh, as fans, I think we need to forget the takeover for the time being. We are in a great position to kick on for the rest of the season. And it's important we continue to get behind the team with, Max, uh, with Maxwell, Purrington and Williams coming in. The squad will be very strong when we get some of the injuries back. Yeah, more on that later Actually, we hear the injury update from Lee Bayer towards the end of the show. Um, I think we will win the playoffs if we get there. We have the experience of last year as well as goal scorers in the side, which was missing last year. I do think we can make a run at the automatic spots now, though. Uh, Luton have lost Nathan Jones. The atmosphere at Sunderland has always had the chance to turn toxic after a couple of bad results. And the fact we have played the majority of teams around us away puts us in a decent spot. Once we have played Peterborough and Fleetwood away in the coming weeks, the only team in the top half we will have left to play away will be Donny at the start of March. Barely any midweek games and our form at the Valley this season for me is game on for the automatic spots. Come on, you Reds. And that's from Jack Bates. And uh, that does, I mean, it puts that in perspective, the away games where we've struggled a little bit compared to at home. Hmm. I mean, it, it does, it gives you a little bit of a lift, actually, that email from Jack. Yeah, of course it does. And I think we've um, also on the home games, we've got Portsmouth at home, Luton at home. We've got all the, you know, all the team, the, the big teams, we've got to play at home, which is good. And But yeah, the away games, um, especially after Donny, you know, we, we, they're not all certs, of course, but... Um, we're going to win them all now. Yeah, Come on. we're going to. I mean, yeah, but like, we'll get onto the injuries and that. But with the squad, if you think maybe by what end of Feb, maybe early March, hopefully, if everyone comes yeah, but back, other people will go out by then. We know, we know if, how it works. Well, if I try and be positive, <laughs> then you think of that bench, you yeah. know, and he's looking positive now. But um, I, I do agree with um, what he's saying. We should focus more on the. Um, on the football. On the football and not yeah. the takeover. That's why sure. takeover was third on the running order again. Right, I asked for your three-word review, so I wanted to know how everyone's feeling uh, about the latest <laughs> updates. Uh, Liam says, no done deal. Uh, Garmy says, just do it. Robert says, same old story. Martin Pezet says, a groundhog day again. Paul Ferguson says, just like Brexit. Uh, Tom said, disappointed, angry, annoyed. Uh, Matthew, very, very underwhelmed. Uh, John Pitchers is running on empty. Matt Broad put... Uh, FFS uh, then he put just like Brexit as well uh, someone's uh, someone says needing some loving well that's, if, that, if that's how it's left you feeling uh, come and ring Nathan uh, Spenny says Roland's playing games Lewis said it was uh, ball uh, Wayne says blah 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 Flaggy said Roland played Jim and Michael Broad just went for the one word said he is feeling low after the latest takeover updates right Let's move on back to the football now. Johnny Williams, of course, uh, signed from Crystal Palace for the rest of the season, but it's not a loan deal, it's a permanent deal, but he is our player for the rest of the season, six-month contract or so. Uh, made his debut uh, for the Addicts off the bench against Sunderland, and the midfielder is, of course, pleased to be at, back out there and playing again. Yeah, it was actually really nice. I've, I've missed that, um, playing in that kind of atmosphere. Um, I think we deserved maybe a win based on that second-half performance, and it wasn't meant to be. Um, but yeah, couldn't have asked for a better reception off the fans as well. It was a, I feel at home already, even after my dodgy first touch. <laughs> I, uh, no, it was nice. It was nice. Um, nice to get the first home game out of the way. Um, good, good result against uh, one of the best opponents in the league. So um, I think it's a good start. Um, the gaffer was, you know, really pleased with the second half performance, and I think that's what we got. 
focus on and um, yeah I think we create chances like that we'll win more games than we don't um, I think um, it got to a point maybe before now that I was made my mind up myself that I had to if I wasn't going to play I needed to go and move on for my own good of my own career um, hard decision um, it's been an emotional couple of days to be honest with all the messages and you know um, memories from fans and um, friends that I've made over the last you know 17 years, so it was a it's emotional few yeah, days. Yeah, I think I needed it. Um, I've only really had positive messages from everyone. Um, everyone's delighted to, that I've got a fresh start, and um, the boys have taken to me really well in the last couple of days, and I'm looking forward to uh, playing as many games as I can and short shirt until the end of the season and then see what happens. Uh, yeah, you'd, I think it'd be wrong if you didn't. Uh, um, obviously, that gets less as you get older, you're playing more games... But I don't think it's bad if you get a little bit nervous. Um, it shows you want to do well and you care for the team you're playing for. You know, I feel I feel relaxed and um, I'm just looking forward to making an impact in a Charlton shirt. Um, yeah, I was close to making one today. Do you look beyond this season at all and think this could be a fit for you longer term? Is that the aim, or what? Are, how do you how do you look at things? Yeah, I'm, I'm open to whatever. Really, I think if I really enjoy my time here, I do well for the club and I get enough games and um, I enjoy playing here. I don't see why not. I'll have to obviously look at the end of the season, see where I'm at, um, and take it from there. Really, um, I wouldn't rule anything out. You've got to look sure. at every game as a potential win. Really, you've got to go into every game wanting to win one of the best teams in the league. So um, we have to go away, home and away, wanting to win games. And I think if we can play like we did in the second half, and I watched the first half at Walsall, it's it's been positive what what I've seen and. Um, yeah, we, we seem strong all over the pitch in the moment, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to it. One of, one of my good mates from school is a massive Charlton fan, um, so he was buzzing. Yeah. He's always been on about me for for signing for them for a while now, so um, he was delighted, to be fair. Did you give him the heads up beforehand that you were coming? Um, he predicted it, to be fair, about two weeks ago. Oh, um, right, OK. Obviously, because like, he knew I might be up for transfer and... Uh, Put like a little like, a head on a Charlton shirt, and I was like, "Mate, it's come true." So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had to get his little kid a little William shirt. Yeah, I think um, it's been, you know, my downfall in recent years. Um, people can see that. Um, it's it's been a struggle. It's it's not really been a reoccurrence. It's, I've been unlucky. I've had two shoulder ops in the last two seasons. Um, you can't really call it to be honest, like, um, but. I'll do my best to stay fit now, um, you know, eat, sleep, repeat really, um, do all the right things, um, get my head down. It's a really important time in my career and I'm, yeah, really looking forward to being in the Charlton shirt. New signing there, Johnny Williams uh, on his uh, obviously his debut against Sunderland and just uh, how he came to be in at the club and uh, talks about his injury record at the end there. He sounds like such a nice bloke as well, doesn't he? Like, he really sounds like the sort of bloke uh, you, you could get along with, very softly spoken. Um, but, you know, he's very frank with his injury problems at the end there and such bad luck. I mean, anyone who saw the Sunderland documentary, which I've been watching now this week, um, would have seen his, his shoulder is such a just a freak for when your shoulder pops out and, that, and that's how it goes. Um I mean, if he if he can stay fit, which as we said is is a big if, but if he can, I mean, he, he's he's got the quality, uh, you know, that, that we need, especially with a rebound in that midfield. Yeah, definitely, and and that's the most important thing. It's if he can stay fit, and uh, like 
obviously talking to people at work and, and people who know I support Charlton. Funnily enough, we don't talk a huge amount about us and it's more about the clubs they support, but a few of them have mentioned that they've seen this in the news and about what a good player he is. So he's one of those players that perhaps is on people's radar a little bit more than than your average League One player. And I, I think that's right. And the Sunderland documentary has obviously helped. I think his, his showing in the Euros, as I spoke about on Sunday, has helped. But the the truth is that he is a he is a player that has got quality way above League One level. You know, lower end of the Premier League, upper end of the Championship. He can do it at that level if he stays fit. And that's why he he hasn't been able to do it at that level consistently. But I'm just a a huge, huge fan. I I thought he looked good in his cameo last week as well. And I'm just excited to see what he can do for us. I mean, he's sort of sounding like he's keeping his options open in terms of what he's going to do at the end of the season, Nath. I mean, do you think if if, if he plays well this season, we we might, even if we we do or don't go up, will we be in a position to offer him a contract after this season? Or, you know, especially if if we don't go up, you'd imagine someone in the championship would take a risk. I think so. I think I don't obviously I don't know the ins and outs of um, his contract, but I, I'd envisage he's probably on a lot more money than our budget probably would stretch to. I'd have, unless he takes a pay cut. Um, well, sometimes you have to. When yeah, you're that's what, stalling, yeah, but this is well, this is what I was saying to um, when I was speaking to Roker reporter for this just before the Sunderland game. I think it's his last, it's his not his last sort of chance, but he needs to start playing now. He's you know he's a free agent in June. If, uh, but yeah, if it goes well here, I don't see why not. But he needs to play games now because he's not played many games. I can't remember any games he's played. But um, one so far for us. Oh yeah, one for us. But throughout his career, I can't imagine it's going to be loads. Mm. So he, he could probably because if he breaks down again, he might have to look at himself and think, you know, is his body up for it? But hopefully, like I agree with Tom. I thought he'd done apart from the first pass, which did make me laugh. But um, but yeah, he, he, you could tell he had that a bit of. The, you know, that bit of technical now in that middle which I think sometimes we've missed since Billy's gone um, but yeah no, I'm, I'm hope he does, he does well he seems like a nice guy um, so yeah so it's, it's looking good Right uh, just before we start to focus on Saturday's trip to Shrewsbury uh, there's a big game on Sunday for the women's team as well they're taking on Manchester United uh, at the Oakwood in Crayford uh, Charlton are, what are they, second or they're third? Second? Yeah, third. Third now, because Spurs overtook us. So they're still third in the league. Man United are top. Yep. So, but Charlton are well within touching distance. So uh, it's a huge game down at the Oak. It would be great if uh, loads of people can get down there. Uh, but I spoke to Ratish Mishra, the women's team manager, uh, during the week. Uh, the Alex boss is pleased with how his squad is shaping up ahead of the game with the Red Devils. We've got uh, players coming back from injury. We've hopefully got one or two that are coming through the door in the next week or two. Um, so the squad's still looking good and strong. Um, we just need to make sure that everyone individually uh, brings everything they can because if we get points out of Man United, I've got a few cup finals around the corner. Of course, it is mm-hmm. such a massive game against Man United and mm-hmm. we've seen some bumper crowds here at the Oakwood. Yeah. It'd be great to see another big one for, for next Sunday. Yeah, this, the second half today was, from our side anyway, You know, we felt it was quite, quite an aggressive, quite hostile way of playing from us. Um, we need we need that from the, the supporters who come next week. This is quite a difficult place to come. We've proven that, um, and we're looking forward to Man United coming, seeing if we've improved since we played them last. Um, but if we want to get anything out of the game, we've got to show that desire, not just on the pitch. People off the pitch have got to help us. And obviously, I know Man United are the big club in this mm-hmm. division, but trying to go toe to toe with the, yeah. you know, the top four at the moment, so there's yeah. nothing really to fear. Listen, when you when you look at back at the season we've had so far, we we can't be anything more than pr- you know proud of where we are. We're competing with clubs who've got big budgets, been in this league for a long time, who are expecting to be where they are. Um, we weren't expected to be where we are, so we're overachieving. But that doesn't change what we want to try and do. Now we're here. We want to give it a, a really good fight. We've got, you know, when you look, look at resources, 
the squad that we've got. We've got things that we can compete with other teams on. Um, you know, the staff and players, we're here for a fighting and we want it to continue. We don't want to go into the last three or four games with nothing to play for. So we're here now. You know, we've got, what, maybe nine league games left? I'm not sure. We want to make sure everyone's got final. Who has assumed responsibility? Twenty-two and a half minutes to see if he can put Charlton in the lead. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just telling players to stay outside the penalty area as he steps, blows the whistle. Tariq Fossu drives forward. It's a damage. Right. Keeper's left and Charlton have the lead. He started lovely that penalty, penalty. Great penalty there from Tariq. Welcome back. It's Charlton Live, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. It is time now to gear up uh, for Saturday's trip up to Shropshire to take on got to turn the monitor off that's why there's a re- <laughs> an echo um, uh, to take on Shrewsbury Town um, just quickly though uh, Paul Glover said if we do not make it this season I fear certain players will be poached and Lee <coughs> Bowyer might have to build again thoughts and he said I do uh, agree about Luton this could be our chance to get automatic promotion I mean the, the situation with contracts for a lot of players hasn't been sorted out yet Um I think we'll we'll give this a, a proper discussion maybe on Sunday because mm. it, is, it is something that will at some point now start to start to worry people. I mean, last year there wasn't actually that many free agents in the summer. I mean, it was Cashy and maybe one or two others. Um, so it wasn't as much of a problem last year. But this year, you know, looking at next season, there are a few important players who currently haven't signed, and that will become a worry as as, as the time goes on. I think the the big issue is that for the players, they're going to want to see where we are as well. And so we're going to be left in a position where we don't really have any wiggle room and the players have got all the power because, yes, we could offer them a contract now and maybe we could offer them a, this is what you'll get in the championship, this is what you'll get in League One, but chances are they're not going to sign the League One one necessarily. That's not to say that all of them are championship level because I think if we were to get promoted, we'd need to bring a number of bodies in to be able to sustain a good championship season. But um, we just want some solidity, don't we? And... Obviously, when he came in, uh, Roland, there was a lot of issues with contracts from the previous ownership and we tried to sort some of them out quickly, but it's just not really happening at the moment. And, and the longer that goes on, the longer the worries worries continue. Um, but as I said earlier, I think whilst we're playing well on the pitch, we kind of have to focus on that because that's all we can kind of look at. Um, and whilst they're doing well, then obviously that's a good thing. I, I'm also a bit worried and 
was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about the takeover that the longer this goes on and the longer Bowyer impresses, how long is he going to want to hang around? Because mm. if he starts to make a reputation for himself, he might start to think, well, what could I do with a bit of money elsewhere? Uh, again, it's not, not something I think is going to happen anytime soon. But until this ownership thing gets sorted, I think that worry sits across all those players and there's that, that uncertainty that, that's not going to be resolved and t- probably until a takeover happens. Now, if you want to hear from someone who is a good owner, uh, before the Accrington-Stanley game here at the Valley next Saturday, so not this Saturday, the one after, uh, Andy Holt, who um, is the chairman uh, of uh, Accrington-Stanley, is going to be having a sort of a sit-down and a chat with Charlton Athletic Community, uh, so Supporters Trust, um, uh, you know, members up at the Swan, up at the village, the pub. Uh, so it's worth looking on the, the Supporters Trust website to make sure how to that you can get your tickets for that because I think that'll be a fascinating uh, chat with the owner of Accrington Stanley who's won awards for, for being one of the best owners in, in, in football and he's obviously outspoken as well. Um, gets involved with a lot of uh, interesting conversations publicly with the EFL. So he's not afraid to speak his mind. It'd be very interesting to hear what he makes of the, the ownership of Charlton, actually. Um, so, yeah, worth looking at the Supporters Trust website to to uh, find out how to get tickets for that and make sure you're a member so you can go to that. But, right, anyway, it's time to look ahead to Shrewsbury now, coming up on uh, Saturday in a away game. Obviously, they knocked us out of the playoff semi-finals last year, but we've beaten them since then here at the Valley. They've had a difficult season, if we're being fair. Um, uh, Lewis Cox from the Shropshire Star. He's uh, one, of, one of the people we've had on the show most often as a uh, opposition journalist. And I spoke to him again, uh, and he admitted that it has been a difficult season for last season's playoff final losers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it has. Uh, you know, it was a tough start, a uh, really tough start under John Askey, who they appointed from Macclesfield in the summer. Uh, didn't didn't get the the start he wanted or needed at all to keep sort of the, uh, the feel good from last season sort of rolling on. Didn't win in eight or nine league games, and and uh, for for a lot of fans, you know, that that was far too long. And you know, a, a lot of supporters at Shrewsbury made their minds up about Askey very quickly that that they weren't going to take to him and you know that that came to a head when was it sort of late late october i think when they uh, they made the change and, and sacked Asky and actually you know in the in the interim period after sacking Asky when they they gave the the caretaker job to goalkeeper coach Danny Coyne and academy boss Eric Ramsey they were flying they won four league games on the bounce and everything was was rosy you know almost as soon as Askey left, the, the duo improved a few things, tempo, sort of intensity and training, that, that kind of thing, a bit of organisation, and it worked a treat, to be fair, and it bought the club you know, some time in, in being able to take stock and, and make the right appointment, and obviously they went for Wrexham's Sam Ricketts, uh, that was the start of December, so he's been in the job just over a month, and yeah, he's building, I, I mean, the you know, he's only just the one win, uh, a number of draws and a couple of defeats. It's been a tough fixture list for Ricketts, but fans are happy with the appointment. Yeah. Uh, young, very impressive manager, forward thinking with with ideas, and obviously he was a high high profile player and so ambitious to, yeah. to go on. And he has he has got some some sort of great ideas. Very confident. Um, yeah, inter- been interesting to watch him so far. Sort of try and decipher what his, his style of play is I think he's quite open in saying that you know 
I want to play nice football, but not for the sake of it. You know, if we if we need to go direct or whatever to be productive, then we will. Um, yeah, hopefully when the sort of fixture list begins to ease in a little, a little bit, they've had they've had had it fairly tough. Played Sunderland, Peterborough, lots of sides, and yeah, I think I think fans are fans are on board. Obviously, big news this week uh, regards Dave Edwards returning to Shrewsbury, which has dominated everything really. I mean, it's it's an incredible signing for the club. Boyard, Boyard player, local hero. Um, so yeah, I mean that that on that is the story from from our point of view on Saturday. It's it's Dave Edwards being back. You know, Willie being the eighteen, and let's see, everyone's really excited for it. Yeah, I guess a lot of the focus it seems is is, is going to be on him. But yeah, yeah. In terms of the results recently, then I know they're on a little, a little bit of a run of draws um, in the last yeah, few weeks, exactly. including quite yeah. an impressive one at Sunderland, to be fair, and, and a good a good cup draw in Stoke as well. So it, does it feel like the they're sort of just heading in the right direction again now? Yeah, yeah, they're. Um... They've been taking the lead. Actually, they've been struggling to sort of shut sides out when when edging ahead. Uh, they had a dreadful Boxing Day at Accrington Stanley. I mean, Accrington are a good side to be fair, but they they fell behind after 25 seconds there, and then they were two down quickly. So, sort of game was done there. But yeah, Sunderland was really impressive away. Got ahead, unlucky to be pegged back. Sunderland only had one shot really. Uh, you mentioned the Stoke game again. Town went ahead there. Pegged back late by Peter Crouch. Probably deserved the 1-0 win against Stoke. Uh, I would say, obviously, we've got the replay to come there on Tuesday, but they they start well. I don't I don't know if it's just a bit of confidence in seeing a win over the line as, as they've just got the one or maybe belief, but the manager's been very happy. You know, we talk about Sunderland and Stoke and there was the, uh, the victory over Coventry at home, which was convincing. The manager's been very happy with those standards and he's, he's setting his players a challenge to sort of you know, stick to those standards, and you know, saying if if we do that in terms of the the application and work rate, and and what he what he wants to see in certain situations from his defence and so on, then then he says, you know, we'll win more games than than not. Uh, you know, he's under no illusions. I'm sure. You know, we have press up with him on Thursday, so I haven't spoke to him yet about Charlton, but he's under no illusions that it will be a, a tough game against yourselves. You know, aside vying for. You know the the top spots and a side that should be coming to Shrewsbury looking to win by all accounts. But yeah, I think it'll be a close game on Saturday. I think Town can have uh, got enough to give Charlton a run for their money anyway. Yeah, obviously after last season's heroics and and, and coming so close to getting up into the Championship, a number yeah. of players left. Um, of course, mm-hmm. along with the manager Paul Hurst. So I mean, who are the danger men that are left there? Who are the players that the Charlton fans should be wary of on, yeah. on Saturday? Um, We've got a London, we've got a London boy scoring the goals up front. Uh, name's a bit of a mouthful. Fajiri Okanabiri is the ten-goal top scorer. Um, went on an absolute purple patch just as uh, John Askey, just after John Askey had left. Actually, Askey, the one that had signed him from the conference in the summer, uh, bigged him up. Then, for whatever reason, didn't play him. Uh, the manager left. Well, manager got sacked, and then. Fajiri couldn't stop scoring. He was on the verge of club record consecutive goals in games, but just missed out. Uh, and, and yeah, got up to 10 goals in all comps. Now he's gone a handful without scoring, but you know he was suspended for Stoke in the Cup. He was sort of overlooked tactically for Sunderland. So he's missed a couple of games. Um, he's sharp. He's so direct, the, the, the young striker. Whenever he gets the ball, he looks for goal. And yeah, he's got something really. Has got something about him. He'll play up front with 
I imagine, with a, a big, powerful striker, Aaron Amadi Holloway, um, wins a lot in the air. He's a, he, on his day, uh, which is you know it's not always his day, but when he's on it, he he can he's a real handful for defenders. He wins it in the air. He he was up against Stokes, Ashley Williams, obviously Premier League stalwart against Stoke in the FA Cup and, and dominated him in the air. So he can be a real handful. Uh, but they're so strong in midfield. Shrewsbury, the, the lads there, uh, Ollie Norbert and Greg Doherty, both have seven goals from centre midfield. And this is, you know, not a particularly high-scoring Shrewsbury team. So that's that's really impressive. Doherty's a Scot on loan from Rangers. Uh, Stephen Gerrard really likes him, young kid. And there are talks and rumours that he could return to Rangers and, and get a higher loan somewhere else, maybe the Championship. Shrewsbury really want to keep him. And, yeah, Norban alongside him is just a bit of a all-round midfielder who's got a goal in him. So, yeah, they got they got options, you know, good players in, in attacking areas. Uh, I mentioned Dave Edwards coming in, obviously, the the, the marquee signing around here, the high-profile one. You know, he went to the went to the European Championship semi-finals with Wales and was involved not so long ago. He's been injured with Reading all season, so hasn't been able to play. His match fitness is not quite where it should be at the minute, so uh, very unlikely to start. Uh, but, you know, everyone from a Shrewsbury perspective hopes to see him on the bench, and yeah, that that would be some noise there and some occasion if, you know, when he gets reintroduced. So how do you see it going on uh, on Saturday? I mean, the, <clears throat> the home record's quite impressive. I've, I've got them down yeah, as one, one yeah. defeat in 17 at home, and, and only yeah. and 10 without, so um, it looks like it's going to be a tough one from a Charlton point of view. Yeah, well, that says it all there. I mean, that and that one home defeat you mentioned was Sunderland, uh, and that was under John Askey before his uh, before his sacking. And even that day, you know, it, it wasn't a two 0 Sunderland game by any means. Um, yeah, the, I knew it was one in fourteen. I, I'll have to check, but it's it's a superb home record when you think about it. I mean, probably a few too many draws, but yeah, really good home. I, I mean, they. They've been no real secret about it. They've been pretty dreadful away. Um, I don't know if it still is, but a week or so ago, it was the worst away record in the league. And you can tell you're really strong at home and, and poor away. I don't quite know what it is. Um, Sam Ricketts hasn't really addressed it when I've asked. He's not said why. They're so much better at home than away. Um, but actually, interestingly, from my point of view, I mean, we played you know, this game at the Valley was the second weekend in the season back in August and it's the only one in the league I've missed this season mm. so Charlton are the only side I haven't seen so uh, you might be able to tell me a lot more about Charlton than uh, than I can tell you but you know going by the squad and the league position you know I've, I've really expected a tough game but I also fancy shoes because of how they approach home games you know it, it wouldn't surprise me if Town edged ahead and then it would be a case of can Town sort of summon that that belief and sort of mental side of it to, to see out what would be a big win um, because of sort of, you know, the doubts creep in because they've sacrificed leads late on, that kind of thing. Um, Charlton will want to come up and, and get the three points, but they'll see that Town are strong at home. And I, I don't, you know, Shrewsbury are only three points above the drop zone. Now that's crept upon them. A couple of weeks ago, there were seven or so points away and, you know, no one was thinking about bottom four at all but the chasing pack sort of started to improve and all of a sudden it's like you know wow three points from the bottom four so they've got to start addressing that by picking up you know wins rather than draws so it's a game town need to look at getting the three points from too i i don't know like 
I could see a draw or a narrow Shrewsbury win, actually. I'm, I'm quite optimistic. There we go. Lewis Cox from the Shropshire Star, uh, friend of the show there, letting us know how, how the uh, the Shrews or the Salop, if you like that nickname, are, are getting on. Uh, obviously, when you lose a playoff final, and that's something that we ever have uh, ever done, actually. But um, when you do do it, it, it must be quite hard to bounce back, especially when you then lose your manager who was doing well for you um, and uh, a few of your good players as well. Yeah, of course. I think they obviously lost Nolan. They lost... Um can't remember the centre-half's name. Bogle or something like that? Uh, no. Um, I, know, I can't remember. They've still got... Uh, have they still got that uh, left-back? Uh, uh, not Shackle. You know which one I'm on about. Uh, Beckles. Omar Beckles. I assume he's still no, there. No, he wasn't. He was the one I was, was thinking he gone? of. He went to Ipswich. Oh, has he gone? Mm. And then you've got another one as well. The, the really big one. Um, and then obviously... There's, I don't know if Stefan Payne's still there. I don't know. He's not, is he? Stefan Payne. So they have lost a lot of... Um, a lot of their players and it is going to be difficult to bounce back especially you could say they may be overachieved but they uh, they were good throughout that. they stayed up there and they just fell at the last hurdle so it's mm. going to be a big shock to them but you know they home record's incredible as, as yeah. we just heard in the interview there I think I made it one loss in 17 at home in all comps which is an incredible record really uh, considering our away record's not that good as well but uh, we'll, we'll see it'll be a test for us now we want to hear what uh, Boya has to say as well um, obviously there's plenty of uh, injuries in the squad uh, but a few of them will be coming back soon and Bose was asked about that during press day today uh, starting with the fitness of Ben Reeves no, Ben Reeves will be training today Ben's a strange one, really. We thought he was out injured. He's been out for 10 days. But he went for a scan. The scan's come back. It's all clear. And he'll, um, he'll be training today. So, will he be in the squad? I don't know. It might be too soon for him. But uh, at least it's another body back. So, we've got him back. We've got George Lapsley back. Josh Cullen's not far away. So, um Slowly but surely, our squad's getting stronger and stronger. I just looked at them going through stuff with Jacko, and, and we're starting to put some pieces back to that puzzle that's been empty that we couldn't find for a long while. Now, you said that uh, Josh Cullen's not far away. Can you say when he'll be available to you? He'll be in the squad next weekend. Um, with the shoulder one, it's difficult, really, because... In the beginning, you can't do nothing, but then for the last, what, three weeks, I'd say, he's been running near enough every day, so his fitness is up there. He's a fit lad anyway. So the, the only thing was was contact. We, we couldn't he, he couldn't join in training, but he's been training uh, this week, non-contact. But um, we've just got to go ahead that he can have contact now. So we're trained today, full contact. Train tomorrow, full contact, and then he'll have the hole in next week. So um, it's too early just to chuck him in there, you know. Um, but yeah, he'll have a full week's training next week, and then he'll be back in the squad. Has he? Well, he's on the verge of return. Is that sooner rather than you? Sorry, is is he back quicker than you expected? They said eight to ten weeks. So I don't know when we did play Walsall away, but it's got to be around that time. Uh, the good thing is, is that he's a young lad and, he, and he's a naturally fit lad. So that's a bonus. If, if it was a player that when they're out for even a week or two, then they can lose a bit of fitness. He's not one of them. So um, that is the bonus for us because normally 
that they take a bit of time in training to catch up with speed. But he's, he's, he's he, he ain't really, looks like he ain't really lost much. So um, so yeah, it's we're just lucky there. And what about your captain? Captain's not looking good. Um, he's going to be at least four weeks. So um, it's, a, it's a big loss, you know. But to be fair, I think Naby's come in and, and, and done really well on the weekend, last couple of games. And um, But yeah, Pierce is going to be a big loss for us, for sure. Lee Bayer there, uh, looking ahead with the injury situation to Saturday's game up at Shrewsbury. So Piercy, as we know, looks like he's going to be out for a while. Cullen coming back soonish, which is good. Um, but yeah, um, possibly Lapsley back in the squad as well Saturday. So plenty of questions. I mean, obviously Cullen coming back, we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. But th- there's a few. I mean, first of all, the new signings. Who comes straight in? Does does. Uh, does does um, the cat come straight in? Yep, the left back here yeah? <laughs> for me. Uh, I, think I mean, he's so. played every game this season, hasn't he? So, mm. yeah, I think, I think so. You would say so. I think you? he'll come back yeah. in. Yeah, or oh, sorry, straight yeah. in. And so it would make sense, therefore, that Solly would go back to right back and Dick Steele. Um, and and again, hopefully that will balance us up. Now, um, the goalkeeper Dills. then deals deals. Yeah, I yeah. mean, is that what you want or is that what you think? I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it's both. I think uh, Bose will probably play him. I think it'd be very harsh if he dropped deals after. Um, but like I said earlier, I don't think it'll be too long until um, Maxwell will be in goal, mm. personally. Yeah, and uh, it puts the pressure on Dylan, but I guess that's why you bring in a backup keeper is to pressurise your, your starter, Tom. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I said, ever since August, really, that's what I wanted from the keeper that we brought in, but it obviously didn't work out with, with um, the previous one, and, and it, I suspect it won't now. I, I do think he will come in and he'll start games. I just think, like Nath, I think you can't drop him immediately. Give him a game. Uh, if he plays a blinder, then you've got to say fair play to him, keep playing him. And if he doesn't, then I think Bowie will make that decision. But mm. for me, at the moment, deals will start. Now, the makeup of the midfield is going to be interesting, of course. On uh, on the weekend, Nathan's been uh, been having a run up at this conversation all all all, all, uh, all evening. Now, two weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. So Williams, for, for, first of all, does he come in to start? Because he he looks. Mm. I think the only reason he didn't start against Sunderland, Bowie said, is because he'd only trained with the lads once. So it was more of a. I think it was more of the getting to know the players rather than his fitness. So you'd assume that he'd come in to start. I've, I've, I've put him down in my predicted 11. Mm, um, I'd have him. Yeah, I probably would. I don't know if it, I'd like him to, but I think because it's an away game, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I mean, half of them are, so he, he will yeah. have to play some of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can see him going with, with George and um, George Tariq. I, I can see him playing Prattley. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that all right. So that's the conversation. So we're going to assume diamond base of the diamond Billick, top of the diamond Fossu. So then, then it's two out of Williams, Morgan, Prattley, Lapsley. Now, obviously, he was um, a bit reluctant to play Albie Morgan away from home in the Barnsley in the Coventry <laughs> games over Christmas. So that's got me thinking. But then we have seen him play in a high pressure game at home against Sunderland and play very well. And he was arguably the man that helped to wrestle us back into that first half last week. So I see no reason why Morgan couldn't play. So I'm saying Williams is going to be one of them. So then it's a case of Prattley, Morgan or Lapsley. Mm-hmm. Now, Prattley's got the experience. Um, Prattley has... 
had not had the best of games on the ball at times, which Morgan can offer more than him, probably offer more than Lapsy as well. Lapsy's a different type of player to, to Albie Morgan, in my opinion. So, I mean, it's, it's what makeup he goes with out of those four. He's got to pick two from four. I've picked one for him in, in the form of Johnny Williams, who's number two. Uh, and who's bottom of the list? And yeah, which way? Which way do you want to go with it, Tom? I would be playing Lapsley and Williams. Um, I think Morgan has been fantastic the last few games, but I think he just deserves a bit of a break. Um, and Prattley, I just don't see enough of really to to warrant a place. Um, but I mean, a tough away game, you might need that little bit of experience in the midfield alongside a Johnny Williams who's going to go yeah, and get forward. I think Prattley can offer, uh, sorry, Lapsley can offer us the kind of tenacity that we need though. I think he gets about and gets his foot in. You know, we've seen him slide in and throw himself into tackles. So I think he can offer us that Prattley aspect, but also he can actually run. So I think when you combine that, I think he's the better option yeah. myself. And if I know you're sitting on the fence on this one, but... Yeah, no, I, I, the only thing I would say, I want Williams to start, but I just think people are always going down the flanks of us. So if we're putting Williams in the centre on the right, he's going to have to do a lot of tracking back. So we, that's Williams and Fosu relying a lot on defensively to track the runners, to track the fullback. So I don't know, I can see him starting Prattley, but I, I'd like Williams to start at the top of the diamond, not as a mm. as a tracker-backer, if that's a word. <laughs> a that's a new backer. word, tracker-backer, right. <laughs> Uh, play uh, like Prattley, Marshall, <laughs> Reeves. Marshall's got a shout of cop him. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't have him down Jigstil. as my list of possible starters. Jigstil, Maybe yeah, Dicko as well. Yeah, well, any one of them could fulfil that tracker backer role. Right, we've run out of time here. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you're going to have to sort out the Jacko's yeah, jackpot down the betting shop. Um, so yeah. we'll do that off air. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll tweet what the what the one is that we hope to win some money for the upbeat. So let's have a quick score prediction, Tom. Three one Charlton. Three one. Oh, one nil Charlton. One nil. Excellent. That's three points for them addicts. Oh, sorted because strong. the boys have said it and therefore it is gospel. Right, we've run out of time here on the big match preview. Thank you for tuning in uh, and joining us here on uh, Maritime Radio or on the podcast afterwards. Tom and Nathan, thank you for coming in. Cheers, Cheers I've been Louis Mendes. We'll be back here on Maritime Radio on Sunday evening at seven o'clock to look back at the game with Shrewsbury. Let's hope it is three points for the addicts. Let's hope you've uh, enjoyed this evening's show. Thanks for tuning in and we shall see you on Sunday evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.